Hey, everybody. I'm Captain Steubing. He's Doc. She's Julia, cruise director. No, wait. He's Captain Smoot. I'm Bryant McKinney. This isn't the love boat. This is Blake's board. Drew, it's head. We are back. Drewster, how are you? The love boat. <laughs> Soon we'll be making another run. On a friendly shore. It's love. <laughs> what about Fred Smoot and the Vikings love boat, Ted? You know... <laughs> As the years go by, when it first happened, I was uh, I couldn't believe what they did, and I, I I've kind of done a 180 um, because Fred Smoot. I, there's this great documentary <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, I think Barstool Sports did it, and I don't know if you're a fan of Barstool or not, but watch the documentary. Fred Smoot just kind of goes does the whole play by play of that night with a couple of uh, sports writers, one local, and then Peter King, and, and it's just hysterical, just recounting the whole thing. And there's an interview with Chris Cluey, like one of the four or five Vikings players that wasn't there. Wife and I were at home. We saw that there was this report that the Vikings were in trouble for this boat party. And we're like, why didn't we get invited to this party? It's just, uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, infamous. Infamous. If somebody's ever going to read the bio on Drew, and Lord knows it'll probably only be a one-page story, I want Fred Smoot to read it. No kidding. He's hysterical (laughs) in that documentary. (laughs) does a great job he does dude, the dude needs to host a tv show or something he was awesome a lot, lot better than the tackler I that. yeah smoothie yeah, that's, for sure. <laughs> Man, that, that's crazy some of the stuff that went on in that boat that was the original love boat yeah but the actual tv show the love boat um good show that was that was, show was on a long time long 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 time and it had and it had like you know, it was like one of those ensemble shows where, where people would, would be guest starring every week. And they had some of the biggest stars of the 70s and 80s. That was like a show that you wanted to be on for, for one episode or, or whatever. And who was, who was the most prevalent of the stars? Who made the most appearances on The Love Boat, Ted? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> can't think of it off the top of my head. She was a lovely lady growing up with three lovely girls. Florence Henderson. Love Boat, 10 seasons, 253 episodes. And Florence Henderson was on nine of them. Uh, Mr. Brady was on three of them, but they weren't as a couple. That's kind of weird. Really? I guess I guess she was on the promenade deck, and he was on the Lido deck. <laughs> uh, what? I- I'm sorry. I-, I guess I was daydreaming. Uh, you were saying? Uh, yes, sir. I was saying that you're in cabin 344 promenade deck. You'll have to forgive Paul. He's just so thrilled he's a little out of it. <laughs> Here we go. Jack back. Yeah. Betty White, Joan Collins, Alan Thick, Gene Kelly, Hulk Hogan. They're all on the love boat. Hulk Hogan was on the love boat? Yes, Hulk Hogan was on the love boat. I got to find that episode. Come on, brother. He was on the love boat, brother. <laughs> Flo Flo Henderson though nine nine times on that on that show. What a great show! Rest in peace, Gavin McLeod. Gavin McLeod, Captain Steubing, um, for for the entirety of that series, uh, just recently passed away. So we thought it'd be a great tribute uh, to him. Uh, it was a great show, and Gavin McLeod was just a fantastic actor. I mean, he's oh, probably tremendous, most well known for for the Love Boat, but but. 
His work is well-known besides the Love Boats. Go take a look at his filmography and and TV. Mary Tyler Moore Moore Show? Yeah, he was Mary Tyler Moore Show. Yeah, Murray. Yeah, he was was a great actor. No, he's... He's the only guy, the only actor from the Love Boat, Ted, to have passed away. They're all still alive. Are they really? So you can actually probably wow. call that the lifeboat, right? <laughs> Had a longer run than the Titanic, that's for sure. Fred, <laughs> Fred Grandy, Ted Lang is Isaac the bartender. Isaac the bartender, gopher. Julie and, and all the rest of the people. What Julie, your cruise director. Yeah. I got a tasty tidbit. What? Once that show was out of, they stopped making it. For years and years, they'd take that ship around. It was welcome to different ports because it was a princess cruises or whatever. It was a love boat. Come uh-huh. on in. Dock in here. Let's take some pictures with the love boat. It was free to go anywhere in the country. So the drug smugglers figured it out and started packing that baby full of coke. No kidding. So it finally got docked in Greece, and the word got around, the inside word, and somebody said, hey, they're using the love boat to transport drugs. <laughs> Gopher was a mule for the cartel. You know what my problem is? What's your problem? I'm sitting in Charles' seat, and I don't have a hat on. Aha. Uh-huh. Just a minute. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> you're going to have to swallow some pouches for us. <laughs> oh, now I know why that Julie lady ended up having problems she did. She spent an extra time on the love boat. Julie Taves. What was her name? Lauren Taves. Lauren Taves. Yep. Good show. Glad we could remember it. Rest in peace, Gavin McLeod. Rest in peace, Gavin McLeod. And you are the lifeboat. All right. So so that takes care of our show. Tonight, our, our player tribute is, is a guy that if if you're not old like Drew and I, you, you may not have seen this guy play. But, folks, let me tell you, he was one heck of a football player back in his day. Uh, number 20 in your program, uh, which coincides with episode 20, but number one in your hearts, cornerback Bobby Bryant. Good choice. Good choice, Ted. I like how you tied in the 20 and the 20. Yeah. Yeah, that 2020, dude, baby. That dude so special to watch and so he was the most clutch player maybe in history the vikings had you know you you could make an argument for and and for those of you that that are are kind of recent vikings fans or weren't born until the 90s or whatever and that that's fine but but you could make an argument bobby bryant made the biggest postseason play in vikings history up until the minneapolis miracle and that would be uh, in, in the 1976 NFC Championship game against the L.A. Rams, uh, the, the, the Rams had kind of opened. They, it took the opening drive and were just kind of oh. running down the field, and it, it didn't look good for the Vikes. They finally, defense got a stop, and they went to kick a field goal. It was, it was a chip shot field goal. <clears throat> I believe it was Nate Allen came in and blocked it, and Bryant scooped it up and ran 90 yards down the sideline for a touchdown. And if, if you ever watch the footage in, in the old Met Stadium, the teams were on both sides of the on the same side of the sideline and he was running down that side of the field and you can see the Rams sideline just like, and you can see the Vikings sideline just going nuts. Like, woo. There's a snap a bit high. The ball is there. The kick is blocked. It's the touchdown. The Vikings are going to score. It's Bobby Bryant. At the 50 to 40, the 35 to 30, the 25 to 20 to 15 to 10 to 5. 
that is Bobby Bryant, man. The guy just made huge plays when they absolutely needed to be made. All the time. But I remember that. I remember that. Oh, man, that 1976 memory sticks, sticks with. Wes, he's running down the sideline. Bryant said, the only two things that are going to stop me are tripping over my own feet and a jet hitting the stadium. That's what he said after the game. <laughs> he goes, there was nobody around me the whole way. I just knew I had to make it to the end zone. But Mr. Mister Clutch all the way. I mean, he got drafted by two different Major League Baseball teams, Ted. The Yankees, Did he really? Yeah. The Yankees drafted him in 65. He didn't like the signing bonus, so he went back to South Carolina for his senior year. And then the next year, the Red Sox drafted him. And he had already decided to play for the Vikings. He was a great athlete in high school. That was just awesome. That 1976 game, though, was very special to me. I remember it was the day after Christmas. I have never been to this day more nervous about a Viking game than that one. I was 11 years old, day after Christmas, so I'm still kind of got that Christmas high going with all my toys. I didn't sleep the whole night because I knew the next day we're going to be playing to go to the Super Bowl. And this was, what, third time in four years? Yeah. That we were going to be in Miami, and then the uh, 73 Miami, 74 with the Steelers. Then we got ripped off by the push-off, or we would have went that year. Yep. And then, so we had this one. And I knew we were coming to the tail end, and you knew it too. But this team was good. And I was so nervous, so nervous, so nervous. And the kickoff's at 10 o'clock my time, 10 o'clock a.m. on the West Coast. So nervous. And then the Rams took the ball down the field. And I remember Pat Hayden hit Ron Jesse in the the front part of the end zone. And uh, and they marked it at the one-yard line, like the half-yard line. You look at the replay, Jesse made it. He was in. That was a touchdown. He made a touchdown, but they didn't have replay. Oh, anyway, we all just took our medicine and moved on. Here's a novel concept. And so they didn't replay it, of course. And Chuck Knox decided to kick that field goal since it was early. Then – what happened was what you just made Allen. Matter of fact, that block said it was weird when he was headed through the middle of the line. He said the guy holding the placeholder, Nate Allen said he got the snap and he held the ball and he looked up and he was looking, he, he like held the ball for like two seconds before he put it on the ground. Nate Allen couldn't <laughs> believe it. And so that's how he, that's how he's able to get up, get the block going. But he was just, to this day, I've never seen a guy hold the ball that long. So it was very, very weird to him. Bryant caught it, and I was just big weight lifted off my shoulders. I was so – it seemed like it took him a day to run that thing in, though. Yeah, yeah. He's trudging down the side. That guy was just money, Ted. He was. He also had a pick six in the 72 <laughs> NFC Championship game, and that's one of the first plays I remember watching. Um, and that was the game to send them to the Super Bowl against Miami. And on the very next play, Roger Staubach stepped back and threw a touchdown pass to number 20, Bobby Bryant, the Viking white cornerback. Almost inconceivably, these two well-seasoned teams had turned the ball over in six consecutive series of downs, but not until Bryant's interception had one team profited and the other team lost. That game was pretty close when that happened, too. That, yep. that was the deciding in that game against the Rams, too. You could say almost that Bobby Bryant sent us to two Super Bowls. Yeah, that's that's a fair argument to make. And and he was also, uh, and this is long forgotten, with the with the Met Stadium miracle with, you know, the Kramer to Rashad pass. Um, what almost nobody remembers is Bobby Bryant made a huge interception. The Vikings were down 23-15 with just over two minutes left in the game. And for whatever reason, the Browns didn't need to throw the ball. But Sam Ritigliano, the Browns coach at the time, was a dope, and he threw it. And Bryant picked it off. 
the Vikings scored a touchdown in like 35 seconds and got to within one point. The Vikings were able to hold the Browns. They failed an onside kick, um, got the ball at the 20, and and the rest is history. But none of that happens without Bobby Bryan. And I think that was either his last or second to last interception of his entire career. I think it was his last. That's some good knowledge right there, Ted. Just study this stuff when you're on your fishing trip, bro. I, I looked it up. I, I couldn't remember exactly the time and the score, but I knew – I knew I remember him getting that interception and that this that Met Stadium miracle does not happen without Bobby Bryant. That is absolutely, absolutely correct. How about six postseason interceptions? Yeah. You, you know what's weird is he got we drafted him in the seventh round, 1967. He got here, he had a knee injury, so he didn't play the first year. So the actual first year he played for the Minnesota Vikings was 1968. And that was the same year Paul Krause, they traded for him. So Bryant. And Krause started the same time, the same year. We think Bud Grant thought about that. Played 12 seasons together and together had 104 interceptions between them both. That's amazing. And they, they are number one and number two all time in Vikings history with interceptions. And he's yes, all, they are. And everybody talks about Paul Krause and, and as well they should because he's the all-time interception leader. But he only had like, I believe it was 54 with the Vikings. 53 with the Vikings and, and uh, Bobby Bryant had 51. So. 51. 51 interceptions as a Viking. And he's one of those guys, you know, he's like a bad shoulder. He started with the Vikings, ended with the Vikings. He didn't go flail off to the Seahawks or something. Nope. You know, none of that. And, and you, look at the, you look at the cornerbacks that are in the Hall of Fame, he has more interceptions than a four or five of them. I, I'm, I'm fully in. convinced. Yeah, I am fully convinced that had the Vikings won one of those Super Bowls and Bobby Bryant makes a play like he did in those NFC Championship games in a Super Bowl, He's in the Hall of Fame because that's how Donnie Shell got in the Super Bowl, got in the Hall of Fame. Just that's saying. Dirt. That's good knowledge right there. Ken so, Krause had 10 postseason picks, dude. 10. Man, that's just that, unbelievable. You know, you know, you'll like this tidbit. Bobby Bryant, all 14 years he played here, well, minus the 74 season. Remember, he was injured that season. Every season he played here, he had no less than two interceptions, Ted, in a season. He was just a great cornerback. Look at I mean, that. He, he just was. I, I, I still, you know, people talk about Antoine Winfield and Carl Lee, and, and, and those guys are great players. Uh, Bobby Bryant's the best cornerback in team history, in my opinion, just based on statistics alone. Bobby Bryant was just a hell of a player back in the day. One of the most reliable Vikings ever. Big shout out to Bobby Bryant tonight. All right. So, Bobby Bryant. So, let's, uh, let's kind of fast forward to, to the present day Minnesota Vikings. So, so we've got OTAs going on, Drew, um, or just finishing or whatever it is you want to call it. <laughs> Introduce yourself the way we properly do it. Uh, you just can't beat being on the grass. I'm not a big fan of, of, I mean, I, I like it because it's football and it's highlights of, of guys in shorts and t-shirts and a helmet throwing and whatever, but can we glean any real information no. from an OTA? No, they're just, they're basically there for the media to think, take pictures of them in their purple shirts or whatever. There's not really much going on to those things. Oh, shoot me into the sun with those OTAs. <laughs> What are that, Toots? It's trying to fool me on the air. Here's what I think. Here's what, you know, 
and every team does this. Every team does this. You'll you'll see on Twitter or on the team website, fifth or sixth rounder undrafted free agent wide receiver makes a one-handed catch, and like it becomes it be it goes viral on social media, and fans think, oh, oh, th- th- this guy from Nebuchadnezzar State is going to go to the Hall of Fame now. He made a one-handed catch in practice. Oh, the pride of Nebuchadnezzar State. I've got a, I got a dog that can, that made a catch on the run. And I bet <laughs> if the Vikings were to put that video and say, "Hey, meet, meet Nisa, our undrafted free agency out of German Shepherd Academy," everybody would think <laughs> Nisa was going to Hall of Fame. That's what I think OTAs are worth. Uh, might have a rough time getting there, though. <laughs> Nude alert. Um, <laughs> I think they do it so they can have a highlight on the thing. And they, the fans are dying to see some football. So they, yes. I mean, somebody made a, a, a story about Kirk Cousins threw a pick. Oh, for, let's bench him then. You know, I mean, what do you, I'd rather have him throw picks now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, really play much into it. I just want to see who's, I, I care more about actually who's there and who's holding out from him. And that's kind of become a story. And the NFLPA is, is, is encouraging guys to, to, to boycott. I mean, they're voluntary. You're, you're, if it's mandatory, you're not going. Then that's a boycott. If it's sure. voluntary and you're not going, then you're not going. I just, I, I've got a whole opinion on the NFLPA and how dumb they are as a, as a, as a union overall, as a sports union. But we won't get into that here. Um, there is a couple of interesting tidbits coming out of the OTA, though, and one of them is is actually a real feel good story for the Vikings. Um, I don't know. A lot of folks don't remember, but but Cameron Smith was, was a guy that that when all the COVID stuff hit last year, he he's one of the guys that tested positive for COVID linebacker out of USC. I think he's second or third year. Now when they did further testing found, he had some heart defect that he needed uh, surgery on, got that obviously put on IR all year, got the operation and he's back on the field. That's, that's really good to see. I'm a big Cam Smith guy. Are you? Did a, lot of, a lot of draft right up on him. Uh, I think he was number eight on my, outside linebacker board um, at USC. He's a local guy. He's from Granite Bay here in Sacramento. So got a little bit of uh, favoritism going on from that. Fantastic high school player. He's still really new, Ted. People are expecting, you know, well, how can Cam Smith hasn't done? He only played 22 college games. That's yeah. it. So he's got a lot of room to grow and a lot of room to learn. But that whole story about coming back from heart surgery, I mean, how are you not rooting for Cam Smith to make the team this year? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just a, that's a great story in and of itself. And, and it, it amazes me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my fifties now and I've had a couple procedures, nothing to do with my heart. But, but I read about these guys. I, I just remember waking up the day after I've had, you know, I I've had a, a couple surgeries and I think to myself, God, it'd just be nice to be pain-free. I just, I just want to, I just want to walk and put on my clothes and go to work and not, I can't even imagine going through stuff, you know, that we have to deal with. And then, Oh, by the way, get out and play professional football. That's that, that just is mind boggling to me that, that guys can do that. So I, yeah. I hope, I hope he tears it up and makes it. Get to be our age. You have to have a cup of coffee. Just take a dump <laughs> in the morning. What? 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're not lying. That's, that's probably that's good management, but is that good <laughs> It should. Yeah, I probably should. You have, you know, I used to be able to wake up, go to the bathroom from bed. That's long gone. <laughs>
I go to the bathroom in bed. No, I'm kidding. I don't. Not yet. It's coming. That well, you're a Viking fan. <laughs> We've been last, doing that since 1961, you baby. You went to the last three minutes of the game and you let it loose. <laughs> you're crazy. You are crazy. You are both of you crazy. Oh, man. So glad. It's so great to have you back, man. <laughs> How many fish did you catch on your trip? Not a lot. It was a tough week. We we didn't catch a whole lot. We uh, so the, the beer count was up from the fish catching count. Oh, it, the, it was like a ten to one beer to fish ratio at least. Beer, beer, beer. I'm going for a beer. Beer, beer, beer. I'm gonna drink some beer. I like drinking beer. Lovely, lovely beer. Beer, beer, beer. I'm going for a beer, 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 beer. I'm going to drink some beer. <laughs> yeah, so we got there, and the first day was pretty nice, and we did okay. It wasn't great, and we kind of expected as week would go on, it would get better, and then the, the temperature dropped like 25 or 30 degrees, and the wind picked up, and it was just wow. terrible fishing conditions all week, yeah. Cabotogama Lake up in <clears throat> up in northern Minnesota, up uh, near Voyagers National Park, way up in the northeast corner of the state. Yeah, it was a good, good place, um, but hopefully Canada will be open next year and we can, back, can get back up to Canada. But, yeah, it was a fun time. Oh, Canada. <laughs> One more thing that kind of came out of these, um, and it was it was from Jarius Wright. Remember our, our old friend Jarius Wright, former wide receiver number three? Thought he was a pretty good player when he was with the Vikings. Great player, dude. Um, there was a fan on Twitter by the name of Brandon Bosma said, we need a number three wide receiver like, Jarius Wright, and he tagged Jarius Wright in the tweet. And Jarius Wright replied and said, or just bring me back, LOL. You know what? With the current status of the Vikings wide receiver group, I, I would not be opposed to Jarius Wright coming back. And I, I get I get mad at people saying, oh, bring back Everson Griffin. Bring back Cordero Patterson. Bring back this guy. Bring back that guy. This is one guy I would welcome back with open arms. I think so too. He was a big fan favorite. He's a favorite of mine because of how reliable that guy made some catches at the end of some games that like saved games. Yeah. Um, I remember Teddy, I think it was in soldier field. Teddy hit him on a long pass. It's like a 50 yard pass or something to set up a field goal. And we took him what drafted him in what? 2012. I think so. Yeah. Spent, I'd have to look for sure, but yeah, he spent six years here with the Vikings before signing with Carolina only caught one touchdown. Didn't go well at Carolina. I would like to bring him back. I would because he's experienced and he's a solid number three. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you look at, at the depth after Adam Thielen and, uh, and Justin Jefferson, there's still a whole bunch of question marks. So it was part of a record setting game for the Vikings. Five rookies start 2012. Really? Five rookies started in one game. And that was a Vikings record. They've never had that before. Um, I don't know if you want, you want to guess at the other five or, or the other four. This would have been 2012. Yes. I'm trying to think who they who they drafted that year. So it would have been Matt Khalil. Right. Um, Harrison Smith. That's two. Two more. Damn, Ted's on fire. Um, Blair Walsh, would he count? No. No. Um, I can't think anybody else. Josh Robinson. And Rhett Ellison were the other two. Yeah, I would have never gotten those guys. All right, so um, Cam Smith, good luck. Jarius Wright, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't, I don't think they're going to sign him. They're not going to bring him back, are they? I don't think they are either. 
153 catches with the Vikings, 2,039 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Viking career. He had a big – didn't he have a big catch in that Minneapolis miracle to help set up, like, the the, the drive where Forbath hit that 54-yard field goal? I think he did. That guy had more big catches, I think. The only guy that had, had more maybe was Moss. And I think Jerry <laughs> – well, let's not get carried away. I think – but I think he also had – didn't he have that 95-yard screen catch and run against the Jets in OT? That is good knowledge and good memory. How the heck did you remember that? I don't know. I have no idea. Well, his rookie season, 2012, he registered the two longest passes for the Vikings that season. Did he really? Yeah. He had like 64 and a 75-yarder in the same season. So he can't make huh. the big play. I, he's one of those guys I didn't think. He's like Mackenzie Alexander. I didn't want to lose him either. Um, yeah. I just thought Jarius Wright, he fit in here. He was a good number. What's the purpose of letting him go? Did he just want too much money or something? Or I think he wanted an opportunity to be a starter somewhere too. And that with, with Diggs and Thielen, he wasn't, he wasn't going to be a starter here. All right. So my dog is going to get signed by the Vikings and go to the hall of fame based on what we've seen out of OTAs. <laughs> and, and What's your dog's name again? Nisa. She's a good dog. Nisa. All right. What- Okay. German Shepherd. She's a German Shepherd. Good dogs. Yeah, there's, she's a good dog. Probably the greatest. Probably number one. That's a, that's like a round one dog, right? If you had, if you first had a draft yeah. dog, yeah. Dra- dog breed, yep, that's yeah. probably a first rounder, right? I think I think Golden Retriever is probably your, your – I think it's still the most popular dog. Golden Retriever right first there. round, German Shepherd, and those Pinchers. What are they called? Pinchers? Overmans? Yeah, those are probably first round. Intimidating creatures, Dad. Yeah, but they get some, some of them have attitude problems. They, they, they've got character issues. <laughs> I'm glad the NFL first rounders don't. <laughs> They're all stand up guys. All right. Um, so that about does it for Vikings news. We've got uh, we got some viewer questions. Tunes, how are you doing this evening? I am doing pretty good. Yeah. We have four viewer questions. All righty. All right, the first one comes from Ryan Johnson. He asks, with all the free agent moves and draft, what area of the team do you feel the best about and what area are you most concerned about? Ted, why don't you go first? Uh, The area I feel most comfortable about would be running back. I mean, Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison are – Cooks, I think – I. When healthy, probably the best running back in the NFL. Um, Madison is about as solid number two running back as you, as you could get, and they've got really solid depth behind those guys. The area I'm most concerned about, um, I think right now it's the defensive line. I, I like what the Vikings did with the draft and the offensive line. Still questions there, but Daniil Hunter is is not at OTAs. That was kind of some news we probably should have talked about, but whatever, it's OTA. Um and I, I don't know. I, I just, there's, there, I think there's a lot more questions on the defensive line than there are on the offensive line. All right, Drew, how about you? The area I feel best about is probably long snapper. <laughs> no, I'm going to say, believe it or not, I'm going to say offensive line slash quarterback. Quarterback is the one area I'm not worried about. I know, don't bash me about Kirk Cousins. I know about all his flaws. But we're going into a season with a guy who has three years' experience with the Vikings, and at least you know he's going to be there. 
He's going to show up. He knows the system. I'm not worried about the quarterback position. Uh, the offensive line, I think, is going to be a lot better, but still unproven with the two rookies they threw it. They're going to throw in there. The area I'm most concerned with is still safety for me, Ted. Okay. It's safety because we got two safeties. So yeah. you got to play through the whole season and hope they don't get hurt. I'm still worried about the back end of the defense. We still, I mean, Patrick Peterson brings a lot of experience, but still got young corners and the safety position. I'm still, we're just, just not the starters. I just feel we're thin there. No, that's, that's fair. And I, I like your answer about the quarterback and the offensive line. You're, you're right about Kirk Cousins. He's a good quarterback and, and he's durable. Yeah, that's a good answer. Very good answers. A highly intelligent person is someone who's gifted at analyzing concepts and building upon them to form a better understanding of the world and those around them. <laughs> All right. You gave a good answer. It's a lot better than I'm going to do in Jeopardy here in about 20 minutes. going to give you, you remember in school, like in like first grade and second grade, when you did really well, you got a, you got a nice little star. It got a little star sticker put on your, on your, on your paper. I got a star. What are these? Gold stars. What are these? <laughs> Demerits. <laughs> We get gold stars when we master the material covered in class. How do we get gold stars if we just have recess? What are these black dots here? Demerits. What kind of a sick school is this? Hmm? And like, and like if you got a gold star sticker versus a handwritten penciled in star by the teacher, Oh, dude. No, no. You, you, you might as well go to the Loserville dude, line you if you got the, the handwritten star. Welcome to Loserville. Population, you. You give me a star sticker or get yeah. out. The star sticker, man. We wore those around on recess. <laughs> star, big gold. They were gold. They were bright gold, too. Yeah, Shiny. they were. Man, they stuck out. You got the paper and you just kind of held up. I got a star. And then, and then. If you were the poor little SOB that got like nothing on your paper. Loser. Yeah. Welcome to Loserville population one. And back in our day, the teachers <laughs> could point it out too. That's right. Let's and talk about Drew's paper here. <laughs> What an absolute joke! This they brought, they called you out, man. Those teachers called you out. Drew, you didn't even put your name on this paper. No, we expect really, a little really bit did. more here in Mrs. Mrs. Zimmerman's first grade class. Dude, I remember we had, I had real quick. I had this teacher named Mr. Wilson. This guy was violent. He used to shake kids because back in '74 you could shake kids. <laughs> I was in I was in fourth grade, Mr. Wilson. And what I used to do during the during the movies when we had a movie. Remember when it rained? You had movies. Yeah. I'd crawl around underneath the desks in the movies, like an army man. I'd crawl around through people's legs, you know, trying to mess with people. And I'm crawling around. <laughs> and one day I did this like the fourth movie we're showing. I'm crawling around here. And I look up, and the desk has like a little crack in it. Yeah. And then all I seen was Mr. Wilson's eye looking at me. <laughs> Get out of the car. Up now, right now. <laughs> I'm going to get shook. And sure enough. <laughs> 
He said everything. He got me out from under the desk and shook me in front of the whole class. My ribs oh. hurt for like a month, dude. The guy was violent. <laughs> I just want to say that when Drew watches movies, he still climbs under the seats like an army man messing with people. <laughs> it, it's in my blood, man. That has not changed. Oh, my God. All right, what's our next question? Our next question comes from oh, Jane. <laughs> oh my god okay comes from james minnesota vikings fan on twitter yeah what up james hey james james asked this question a couple weeks ago we're just getting to it he said that on a recent dale jr download brandon marshall said that he never retired and he's thinking about playing again would you accept him as the slot slash tight end role drew how about you go first it would have to be a really impressive workout to be bringing Brandon Marshall back in here. Are we talking the Brandon Marshall that played with like the Jets and the Bears? Like, like when he was with the Bears, I think Peyton and Ditka were still with the team. Yeah. <laughs> give, me Brandon, give me Brandon Frazier. I'd say no. No. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question comes from Lance Bruns. Lance wants to know what one player on the team right now takes that next step this year and really ups their game. Basically, who has the most potential to break out? Ted? I'm going to say Irv Smith Jr., De facto starter. There's not a lot of depth behind him. I th I think if if he doesn't take that next step this year, I I don't know if he ever will. I'm going Irv Smith Jr. as well. This is this is the make or break. He's like Bradbury this year. Those two guys are on the bubble, the make or break bubble. Do we have a graphic for that? Like a bubble where they're gonna fall? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, Irv Smith. Irv yeah. Smith. All right. Our fourth question comes from Mary Fisk. Who do you see stepping up in a leadership role this year? Drew? Probably have to say I, who I'd like to see turn into a little bit more of a leader is maybe Anthony Barr. 
maybe he needs to do a little rounding up himself on the defense and get a little fired up and help Kendricks out a little bit because he should be one of the leaders at this point for that for the veterans on the defense. So I'm going to say Anthony Barr. I'm going to go with with Eric Kendricks. Um, I I would argue he very well could already be a leader, but you've got guys like Harrison Smith, um, and then you've got you know really young guys still in the secondary. You talk to Anthony Barr, and that's a good choice, but Barr could very well be gone after this year, and there's <clears throat> there's going to be a there's going to be a void there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Kendricks. All right, that does it for our viewer questions. That was it. All righty. Well, thanks, uh, viewers, for your questions. Keep sending them in. We'll keep answering them. Uh, we may not get to them right away, but when we get enough, we'll do we'll do a segment and we'll uh, we'll answer them all. Thanks so, everybody for the viewer questions. Appreciate it. So right now, right we now, are we're going to break for a commercial, and then we're going to come back, and we've got uh, viewer questions for our Jeopardy trivia that we're going to do. So we'll be right yeah, back. Jeopardy trivia. It's my turn to operate. Operate? Butterfingers. It's Operation the Wacky Doctor's Here's Game. Batteries not included. Take out his spirits for one hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, you'll never do that. Don't touch the side. Here goes his funny bone. It takes a very steady hand. I did it. That's two hundred dollars for me. May I play? Operation, a Milton Bradley game. The usual, sir. Please. Even after five hundred plays, our high fidelity tape still delivers high fidelity. Maxell, it's worth it. Hello, Toonses. Toonses. All right. Today we have viewer questions for Jeopardy trivia. Wow. Our right. questions come from Miscellaneous and Alex Martinez, as you can see in the first Thanks, two Alex. Thank you, Alex. Our categories are One Hit Wonders, Vikings Franchise Records, Viking Wives, and Potpourri. Now, um, I'm going to scratch that. I'm going to read it first. <laughs> you just, when you got an answer, you got an answer. Okay, okay. That's fine. All right. All right. And you do not have to put it in the form of a question. All right. You have to answer it. So, Ted, why don't you go first? Uh, let's go with One Hit Wonders position. Okay, so what, what this one is going to be is you're going to see a year drafted, a position played, and a college. Hmm. And you okay. will name the one hit wonder. All right, ready? Yep. Yeah. Wide receiver, 2009, South Carolina. Roy Williams. Sidney Rice. Oh, it is Sidney Rice. That's Good job, Ted. All right. Uh, let's go back to that same category for 200. All right. Linebacker, 2010, Maryland. E.J. Henderson. Aaron Henderson. E.J. They both played there, so they could have been right. 200 for Drew. Meow, <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Mike what? Tice. Ac accidentally clicked <laughs> on a thing. <laughs> That's all right. Mike Tice. Let's try Potpourri for 400. Mike Tice for the third time. <laughs> all right. You don't have to keep saying Mike Tice. 
<laughs> All right, you are correct. He got hit like that though. Mike Tice. <laughs> I, I, I got a Mike Tice. <laughs> one one hit wonders for three hundred. Running back seventy, North Dakota. Um, running back, Dave Osborne. Oh my God, Ted got it. Mike Tice. <laughs> <laughs> We had right. joy, we had fun. We um, one hit wonders to close the category out. Tight end, 81 Westchester. Joe Sensor. Joe Sensor. <laughs> he sees them before I do. Ted with the <laughs> commanding lead. Whatever. Potpourri for 100. Who scored the first TD in Vikings history and who scored the most recent TD? First TD was, I think it was Bob Schnelker, and the last TD was uh, that I'm going to say Tyler Conklin. I don't know. Ed, do you have a guess? Uh, I don't. Schnelker was right. That was good. Cousins, one yard rush. Oh, that's right, because he did the gritty. I get nothing, even though I got an answer right? <laughs> you get nothing. Fixes in. Mike, Mike. <laughs> Who gets the right, Ted? Uh, for 200. What Vikings player has the most interceptions returned for Harrison touchdowns? Smith. Bobby Bryant. Harrison Smith. Good oh, job, good Drew. Job. 200. Bobby Bryant has three. He's one behind him. All right, Drew. Potpourri for Trace 100. Name one of the three charges resulting from the love boat incident. Ludicrous behavior. Prepare ship for light speed. No, 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 light speed is too slow. Light speed too slow? Yes, we're going to have to go right to ludicrous speed. (laughs) (laughs) Disturbing the peace. Sex trafficking. What is you? Were, you were close, oh. Drew. I got it. Lascivious conduct. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I got that. Isn't that didn't I get it? I said you said, you said Lo- ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the same as lascivious? Ludicrous speed. Ted, you didn't even. Ted didn't speak up for me. So yeah, give it to him. That's hardcore. I am this week. Let's dive right into the Viking wives. Why don't we? All right. Oh, that's Mike Zimmer's wife. wife. All, All right, right. Drew. 200, same category. Alan Page. Alan Page. Ted got that one. Dog All right. right, I did. Stop, Ted. All right, Ted. Uh, Viking wise for 300. Wow. Um, Whose wife is this? Eric Kendricks. I don't know. Kirk Cousins landed her, believe it or not. All right, Drew. Um, Viking Wives for 400. All right, last one. Uh, I'm out of shot. shot. Ted got that one. Oh, he got- yeah, he did. Oh. Yes, yes, he did. No. Yes, he did. <laughs> no, I said that. That is, no, no. Yes, I got he did. It. No, he didn't get it. I'm sick of the ludicrous behavior on this show. Ludicrous speed. It's, it's ludicrous. It's just lufficious and right. subliminative. Ted, not that one. You guys suck. It's stupendous, preposterous, and things of that nature. The, the name of my came out of my mouth.
off. You yelled for shot louder, so subconsciously she heard you giving you the points. Vikings so, franchise records for 100. Here okay. we go. Okay. Most fumbles. Adrian Kirk Peterson. Dante Culpepper. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's 200? true. 200. Longest reception. Bernard Barrian. Good job, Drew. Good job. Oops. Trying to give Ted points. There you go. They're tapping again. <laughs> Ludicrous. Lucious <laughs> behavior. 300. All right. 300. Longest rush. Chester Taylor. <laughs> that is that's really good, Drew. Yeah, that is. Oh, it's not. I'm still going to loser. I'm going to lose. All right. Last one. Most safety scored. Alan Page. Alan Page. Jared Allen. Oh, that's right. Should have known that. Ted wins again. Ted wins. Reagan wins. Flawless victory fatality. Man, I am just... When it comes to these trivia games, you're Tommy Kramer and I'm friggin' Steve Dills. I'm telling you. <laughs> Full on Stevie Dills, man. Steve Dills. All right. Well, thanks to Alex Martinez and all the viewers that sent in the questions for our, our trivia and then for our viewer questions segment. Uh, we love we love hearing from you guys. Uh, appreciate all the input uh, and feedback. And uh, and I, I think... Um, that about pretty much wraps it up for this week, doesn't it, Drew? Thank you, everybody, oh, for watching. Please subscribe. Leave us some comments below. I like to get to know you. I always answer. We all answer the comments. That's one thing you get on the show. We're here for you. Uh, I think that's it for us. We uh, Thanks to the Love Boat. Um, Ted, thanks for doing the show. Remember, Friday night's episode 12 of Vikings Uncensored with Rhino Johnson and Lance Bruns. We're happy to be back for episode 20. And... Say goodnight, Ted. Good night, Ted. Da 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 Bump, bump. He stole my Rashad question, but we don't seem to care. Because Tootsie's had the fix in. She gave him my points. And Ted won, bump, bump.